Well, good morning. Welcome to the Hills Church at Home. Hey, you can take uh, just a couple moments before we get ready. You can download the message notes today on our website, hillschurcharcadia.org. You can download the kids' activity sheet. Make sure to pour and fill up your coffee. Also, um, I actually do this before we go on uh, live. We do every week a worship playlist on our YouTube channel. And you can put on, it's probably 20 minutes of worship music just to kind of uh, set the mood. And it's always great just to have an opportunity to worship the Lord. And that's on our YouTube channel. And it's The Hills Church Arcadia. So once again, grab your Bibles and you can turn with me to the book of James. James is right after the book of Hebrews. But before we read James 1, I want uh, to read, uh, in fact, read and as a prayer today, I want to read Psalm um, 19, verse 14. Let's let this be our prayer this morning or whenever you're tuning in or listening to this message. And David writes these words, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Well, my, my title today is The Mirror. We've been looking the last few weeks in the book of James. Remember quickly, if you would, with me, James is the half-brother of Jesus. Yet, if you read the book of James, he gives no mention about being an apostle. He really calls himself a bond servant, and yet though James is humble in who he is, let me tell you, in his writings by the Holy Spirit, he is very direct, very straight. It's going to be another one uh, of us today of very direct, straight words, and it's to cause us to look on the inside and correct the image that we have, and we can change it by the word of God. So I want to look at that today. So let me read James chapter 1, verse 21 through 25, and then I want to read just a couple verses of a different translation. And it says, Therefore lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness, and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. But be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourself. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he is. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. Now, verse 25 out of the New Living Translation, it says this, but if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, 
then God will bless you for doing it. Notice it says, carefully look into the perfect law that sets you free. Now again, verse 25 out of the contemporary English version says, but you must never stop looking into the perfect law that sets you free. God will bless you in everything you do if you listen and obey and don't just hear and forget. So that's a little bit of a theme in these few verses of the example of a mirror, the example of being a doer of the word, the example of really being a hearer, really listening to it, but not walking away and forgetting it. All right, so one of the um, popular Disney movies out there, there was a character, and uh, in one of the um, cartoon characters would say these words, mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the fairest one of all? So many of us are, are used to different terms of a mirror. The um, Christian group for King and Country has a song that says mirror, mirror. In fact, the lyrics go, telling all the lies. Well, I thought about this. I thought, how many mirrors do we have in my home? And I just quickly tried to, to rattle off a list. And I guessed between bathrooms and a, a couple of our bedrooms have the mirrors on the sliding doors. I just quickly guessed 14. But then I went and I counted and it was actually 20 mirrors in our home. And I don't know which ones are in little ones that are in drawers or in the bathroom. There could, there could be more. You know, the invention of the mirror was to show and see what really reflects back of the image of the observer. So you would look into a mirror and you're actually checking yourself out to make sure if everything is in place. Back in Bible times and back in times before a mirror, they would use still water to begin to look in. In fact, one of the Bible verses we'll look at today is reflecting in on, on water. You know, the, the show that's very popular, Shark Tank, several years ago, there was an inventor that came up with a skinny mirror. And this was a mirror that they were wanting to target to retailers that were selling clothing because if you put on clothing and you looked into this mirror, everybody looked skinny. And so they were pitching it as they would make more money because of the skinny mirror. My uh, grandfather, uh, I used to take girls that I was dating back in high school and I would go introduce them to my grandfather because I always wanted his opinion because he was very straight and direct. And I remember this uh, one young lady that I took to the house, introduced them and we went out and did whatever we were going out to do for the night. I remember calling him the next day and I said, so tell me what you think. And he used these words, she sure liked my mirror. And I said, sure liked your mirror. Well, what, what he went on to tell me, yeah, she just kept checking herself out in the mirror. You need to stay away from that one. Well, the mirror, when we look into it, reveals our exact identity, anything out of place. And yet when we read James, he's going to direct us and use that example as a mirror. You know that not one word of the Bible is given to us in order that we may just know truth, like knowledge. 
but all of it was given to us that we would live it and do it. So let me read James again. James chapter 1, verse 21 through 25. Therefore lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in the mirror, for he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he is. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. So I made a quick checklist. In fact, we're reading here, looks into God's word. I remember this every time I read my Bible. I'm not just looking into God's word, and I truly believe this. I believe God's word is then looking into me, right? I continue to look in God's word. Check it out. It's a continual part. Joshua said this book of the law, God told him you should meditate in it day and night. It's something that becomes a your heart, your meditation. David uh, mentioned, he says, oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all of the day. So I don't not only look into God's word, I continue to look into God's word. And then he says, don't be a forgetful hearer. You know, David, again, in Psalm 103, said, don't forget his benefits. You know, you and I today, we're so blessed with technology. We have things at our fingertips. But do you know, I still sometimes will have to ask even my kids, wait, what's your cell phone number again? Because everything is set up to a name. Nothing is connected to a number. I still can remember the phone number of the house that I grew up in. I still remember addresses. You know, people today, we use map, uh, you know, map software to get us around the places that we go. We haven't memorized things like we've done before, and it really causes us to be forgetful. James is reminding us, don't forget. Be somebody that's constantly looking and do what you read. Do the very thing that you read. Remember, it's not us just looking into God's word. It's allowing his words to look into us, to sharpen, to change us, to correct us, as the Bible talks about, to reprove us, to instruct us in righteousness. And that's what his word does to us. God doesn't need to research our problems, that's why we check with him first. You have an issue, you have a problem, you have a struggle, go to his words. You know, if you feel like you have a physical issue, 
typically what you do is you make an appointment with your doctor and you go see your doctor and your doctor usually will do a touch test and then they refer you on to another doctor that's a specialist in that area. And then that specialist has the power or the authority to allow you to have an x-ray or to have a CT scan or to have an MRI. And then after all of that diagnosis, then they can schedule whatever's needed next, a surgery or some treatment, but there's all of this process in the way. You know, God doesn't need to research all of these things out to try to figure out the very issues that we're dealing with. That's why we come to him and allow him through his word to check us. That's why James says, that it's with meekness that we allow the implanted word, that humbleness. As I read God's word, I am open for him to speak and to direct me in change, the very change that I need. He knows my future. He knows my tomorrow. But as I come to him in meekness and allow that implanted word to get into my heart and be a hearer, and a doer, and not walk away and not remember what he says, to really listen to what he says, he will direct me with his words. Interesting in Proverbs 27, verse 19, that it's written, as in water, face reveals face. So a man's heart reveals the man. Again, back to the mirror. I go, I look in the mirror today and I look at uh, every little imperfection or every hair out of place or every place that I need, need to shave and nobody looks in the mirror and just says, you know what, you got it all together. All of us see some imperfection or something that needs to change and we change it. We do something different to our hair. We make sure that we do something different to our face. Well, Proverbs says, uh, like water reveals face, the man's heart, the heart of the person reveals the man. So allow the implanted word of God to get in on the inside of your heart so that your life is aligning up with God's principles. In fact, um, it's not on in our notes, but in uh, 1 Samuel, it was said about David before David was chosen as king, God doesn't look at the outside, right? We Men, women are judged by the outside. You know what God looks at? He looks at your heart. He's looking at your heart. Is your heart changing? Are you growing? Are you being a doer? Because that's where the blessing lies in that James says, you'll be blessed when you do that. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16 says this. I think it's a good word. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Even though the outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. Let me read that again. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Even though the outward man is perishing, um, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. Well, James said it. You're taking that implanted word, you're putting it on the inside of your heart. It continues to grow. In fact, 
he mentions it's being renewed. The inside is being renewed day by day. The outside, you might feel like you're getting a little bit older, but on the inside, you're continuing to grow. You're continuing to be renewed. You're continually having God's vision for your life because you've taken that time to take his word and plant it on the inside of you. In fact, James again says, and don't forget what he says. You know, the Bible was, in the Old Testament specifically, what was so full of, of times when they made memorials, whether it was rocks, rocks that were in uh, the River Jordan, uh, there was always Abraham made a memorial of worship. There was always these memorials. And I think many times we've taken Bible verses and we've put them on pictures and plaques and we've placed them as screensavers or our wallpaper on our phone. It's so important that we always come back to allowing that word to come into our eyes, our ears, get into our heart and come out of our mouth because that's where true change takes place. And remember this about our Bibles. If there's one thing the Bible says about it, it says uh, the grass is going to wither and the flower, it's going to fade, but the word of God lasts forever. If there's anything that you have that will be eternal, the only thing that we have that will be eternal is the implanted word that goes on the inside of our heart. It is an eternal word. It's God's word. And it's listed there to reveal to us Jesus. See, in the mirror of his word, I clearly see every blemish, every imperfection. And then what I do is I work hard to fix it. But when I get away from his word, when I put it aside and I'm not, uh, I'm not intentional about his words, then I stop seeing them and I forget about them. The more I get away from the Bible, the more I forget what I'm really supposed to look like. You know, David is a great example. If you ever wanted to study uh, one of the characters in the Bible, because David over and over and over again will talk about his love for God's word. We'll talk about how placing this in his heart caused him and direct him that he wouldn't sin. Oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation. It was a joy and excitement to him. So when you read your Bible, read it, be excited because it's causing change. It's causing change to take place in your spirit. And I love how 2 Corinthians 3.18 says it. But we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of God. You know what's great about that is with unveiled face, coming into that mirror, that glory of God, reading about Jesus, reading about these different Bible characters, reading the teachings that were given us by the Apostle Paul, reading some of the prophetic words that were given all through, whether it was Isaiah, Malachi, in the book of Revelation by John, 
All of these are an opportunity for us to be transformed. The next time you get in a jam, the next time you don't know what to do, the next time you feel overwhelmed, the next time you want to just throw in the towel and give up, get back into God's Word and it'll allow it to spark a transformation in your heart. Believe His words by faith. Pray those very scriptures out loud. Write those scriptures out and allow those to cause a transformation in your life. Because, and I love that verse, Hebrews 12, 2. Looking unto Jesus, our, our, our focus, our direction, our vision should always be focused around looking unto Jesus. In fact, I wrote it down. I wanted to put it on the screen. What in Jesus's life have you modeled this week? What in Jesus's life have you modeled this week? Did you say something this week you shouldn't have said? Did you act out this week in something you shouldn't have done? Then go back and look unto Jesus. In fact, I love how one of the um, translations says, study what he did. Study how he said things. Study his heart for people. Allow that to transform into the same image from glory to glory. Our example in life to live by is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In fact, so it says, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Jesus said with his own words, I say and do and am directed by what my father says. He was under assignment. The father gave him the ability to lay down his own life. But he did it for the joy of us being able to look to him. You know, we are in a fight of faith. We are in a fight living in these times. But it doesn't mean we don't look at Jesus or cast it aside. It's more that we begin to look unto him. I look away from everything else and I look towards the one that can give me direction. Looking to Jesus means I'm looking to him and him alone. That's what it means to be fixed on God. Look at what he does. Turn, as the, the one old hymn said, turn your eyes upon him. Watch how he lived, what he said, how he interacted with people. Watch his words, because in every situation, like J James said, the Lord blessed him. So I want to encourage you today, I want to encourage you this week, model the way Jesus lived. Find something, find something that's maybe been a struggle and go back in, into Jesus's life. Find something, underline it, highlight it, write it down, model that because it's much easier to allow his words to be implanted to cause a transformation than just thinking about something. Allow his grace and his truth. In fact, 
Allow yourself, as we did that checklist, that you look into his word, that you continue, that you're not a forgetful here, that you are doing what you read because the Bible's very clear. You will be blessed in what you do. And the Lord's blessing is commanded on us when we are obedient, when we obey, when we follow what he says. And I say this all the time. In fact, I, I think I say it every week, even to my, my kids and in situations and conversations with their friends. Hey, if, if human beings created everything, then we would follow their words. But since God created everything and set things in order, we follow his ways. And when we follow his ways, we're following the ways of blessing. We're being obedient. We're not allowing this, the word of God just become head knowledge. No, we're to be people that do it and to live it out and, and allow that joy to come out on the inside of us to come out as well. Well, as we take a few minutes and uh, we receive our tithes and offerings, you know, giving is a way of, of worship and worshiping the Lord. And so Psalm 24, verse one and two says this, the earth is the Lord's in all of its fullness, the world and those who dwell within. For he has founded it upon the seas and established it upon the water. That's the great part of us worshiping and us following the Lord. The earth is all his. It's all his. So would you pray this as a prayer with me? And would you allow it to be something that you pray along from your heart to your Father God? Ready? As I give in today's offering, I confess that my money is a trust from God and must be earned and managed according to biblical principles. Jesus you are Lord over my life, including my finances. By God's grace, I determine to be generous and consistent with my giving. In Jesus' name, amen. If you're giving uh, today, you can do so online. You can go to our website, hillschurcharcadia.org. You can click on the Give button, and it's very it's fast, safe, and secure. If you want to give by mail, you can do so. And our address is the Hills Church, P.O. Box 661419, Arcadia, California, 91066. And each and every Wednesday night, we have a Wednesday night gathering with communion by Zoom. We would love for those of you that feel led and want to be a part to do so, if you're not getting our weekly emails and you would like to do so, just email us, info at hillschurcharcadia.org or go to our website and fill out the contact page so that you can be connected with. But before we close today, what's most important when we look to Jesus is that you have that opportunity, if you've never done so, to accept him as your Lord and Savior. You, know, you might have been listening and maybe all of this is new to you, but there's this opportunity to accept Jesus who will come and live on the inside of you, who will walk this life out to you and he gives you 
uh, a way to do so because of the word of God. Would you pray this prayer with me if you've never done this before? Or if you've kind of cast the whole thing aside and today's a day to come back, I want you to pray this with me as well. Pray this with me. Dear God, I believe that Jesus lived, died, and rose again for me. I accept him as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for forgiving me of all of my sin, and today I begin my relationship with you. In Jesus' name, amen. It's the most important prayer that you'll ever pray. And when you pray that, you know, it's interesting when we talked earlier about eternity, that prayer changed your eternal picture for all eternity. If you said that for the first time, would you either comment back on our Facebook Live if you're watching or our YouTube Live, or you can do so through our email or through our website. We do wanna get in contact with you and help you on some next steps. Well, we are praying for you. May the Lord bless you today, this week. And remember, join us Wednesday night. God bless you. Have a great day.